0: Please keep in mind that past performance is not indicative of future performance. Kate Campbell, great to see you.
1: Oh, we're we're getting there, Owen. What are we into? Third week of lockdown, but we're making it through.
0: We are indeed. We are indeed young young Miss Campbell. Uh, We're recording this during lockdown, hooray, hooray, and it's kind of a special episode because we're talking about all the different ways that you can do things with your money during lockdown. Mm. Um, We know a lot of people are sapped for emotion right now, you know, they just got no energy. Things are pretty tough, let's be honest. Um, In fact, I'm going to say, you know, it's fucking hard, Kate, excuse my French, (laughs) it is really hard for a lot of people right now. A lot of people are crying. A lot of people are really emotional. A lot of people just don't have anything to look forward to. So we're going to try and be a bit upbeat. But if that's not right for you right now, you can come back to it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, I think, what's worked for Owen and I during the numerous lockdowns we've had in Melbourne is making sure we sort of take one step forward each day, whether that's just... um, reading a book or it's doing something positive for our finances, just feeling like we're getting on top of things and moving forward um, in a positive direction. And yeah, as you said, it's probably not the right episode for everyone right now, and that's completely okay. Save it and come back because we are going to try and be uh, quite upbeat today and give you a bit of a pep in your step when it comes to your money and uh, making some positive changes during lockdowns. So uh, hopefully if you are here, um, you enjoy the energy.
0: Yeah, that's it. So uh, I'm going to try and do something. I'm going to make a big bold promise at the start of this podcast. I want to save you or make you a million dollars by listening to this podcast, and that will only happen if you go and implement some of the things that we're talking about. And you might think, ah, oh, that's just Owen with hyperbole, just his usual crap. But some of this stuff that we're going to share with you, it's going to be quick. You know, it's going to be concise. But we're going to put some notes. Um, in there. And at the end, I'm going to surprise Kate with something that she doesn't know about. So stay tuned
1: as we go through these 10 things that we've got to get to on our list. And this so- is over the life over your lifetime as well. So a lot of these yeah. changes you can make um, really positive for your finances now. They will really pay off over the next sort of 50, 60, however long you're going to live years. So um, yeah, just thinking long-term horizon with whatever you do, whether it's investing, uh, learning different skills, um, trying to reduce your rates, all the things we talk about today, they are a lot of things that will pay off over a long period of time.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm not going to go and hand you a million dollars uh, tomorrow. Unfortunately, I wish I could. But what we're going to try and do is you're going to try and bring some kind of real world savings to this conversation. So Kate, um, I feel like you chose the easy one for number one. What's the first thing people can do with their money during lockdown?
1: So the first thing which you're already doing if you're listening to this episode is listening to all those podcasts you've got stacked up in your saved episodes. And I think whether it's a finance podcast or some other life skill, this is a fantastic way to sort of move one step ahead during lockdown and make the most of the time. And I mean, personally, as someone who's doing lockdown alone, having podcasts constantly on play in the background is nice. sort of gives you that chattering that you're used to in the office or wherever you are. So it makes you feel a little bit less lonely. And um, someone mentioned on Instagram the other day that I thought was a kind of a a good way to phrase it. But if you have really enjoyed listening to the podcast over the last few years, and you feel like you want to dive a little bit more deeper into the world of investing and get a little bit more uh, complex, let's say, um, you can graduate to the Australian Investors podcast, which is Owen's other podcast he does.
0: Yeah. So um, if you look at the podcast uh, section, uh, business section, so if you're in iTunes or Spotify or whatever you call it, um, you'll actually notice that there are two podcasts by us. There's this one, which is the blue one that Kate and I do every week, twice a week. Uh, and then there's another one, a yellow one, which is one that I do twice a week as well. It turns out now, uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks to our wonderful producer, Monique and it talks about investing at a deeper level. There's also one episode a week on a Saturday morning, which is a bit more of banter. It's a bit more lighthearted. I do it with Dr. Anirban Mahantni, who is a seasoned investor and former uh, scientist in technology. So it's a fascinating chat every week, but we tend tend to digress a bit. Um, Yeah. So that's just some of the things that you can do. I, I find like anything that you can kind of keep in your routine during COVID is really important. One of the things that, I haven't done enough, but something that's important is if you find yourself struggling to sleep because you've got a lot of things on your mind, because maybe you're overworked, you've got kids or whatever, one of the simple strategies you could do is just have a notepad beside your bed, write down all the things you've got to do the next day, and that's your to-do list. Kate is the resident guru of to-do lists. She gets stuff done, and I think one of the reasons is that she can um, write it down slot it into a calendar and get it done. So kudos to you, Kate. Number two on our list of 10 is something that you did recently, which we had some amazing feedback for. So what is it?
1: Yeah. So the first, uh, sorry, the second thing I want to talk about is whether you have a will. And if you do have a will, when's the last time you looked at it? So much has changed over the last few years. And if if anything major in your life has changed, like you've had kids, you've met a partner, you've um, um, maybe you've inherited some money. Who knows what could have happened in the last few years, but it's a good time and opportunity to look either at your old will and figure out, do you need to update it? Has something major changed that you want to change there? Um, Or if you don't have a will, it's a good opportunity to spend some time jotting down where you actually want some of your uh, money to go um, in the unfortunate event that you pass away. Because A lot of people, especially younger people think, oh, I don't need to worry about that until I'm older and I'm married and I have kids. But the thing is, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have some superannuation somewhere. Maybe you've got a life insurance um, payout that could be there. You might have some investments you've made, some cash, some cars. Uh, Maybe you've got your Yu-Gi-Oh collection. Who knows what it is? Yu-Gi-Oh, did you say? Yu-Gi-Oh. What is it? Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. Did it's I say that right? or Pokemon? You. I don't know.
0: I have a Pokemon collection. I need a few cards. If anyone wants to sell me a Venusaur, which is the first edition, I will buy that from you. I need that card and a Blastoise, by the way. Anyone out there, any of your nerds on Pokemon, please
1: send me a message. I will pay good money. Anyway, sorry, Kate, yeah, go on. <laughs> But I think it's a really good time just to think through it all. Um, most um firms that do wills now will let you have like a free introductory call online and they can put most of the details in place. And I think a a lot of states are letting you um, do digital signatures and stuff like that, but definitely talk to uh, a lawyer, get it sorted out. And if you want to learn a bit more about this, we did an episode a few weeks ago with Marley from Nest Legal, which I'd highly recommend listening to you for a bit of free legal advice.
0: Yeah. So this is one of those ones that doesn't save you money. So this isn't counting towards that $1 million target that I'm trying to get to. This is the one that saves your next of kin money and hopefully sends all your money to the persons or people that you want it to go to. So that episode with Marley was really, really well received by the audience we had some great messages come through. So yeah, get onto that. You can also check out the, um, you know, the legal aid website for your, for your state. Because um, oftentimes the lawyers that participate through that website will provide a free consultation.
1: Yeah, I think it it does. If you have a, a proper will in place that's been executed properly, it does save your loved ones a lot of time and financial stress um, if if you do pass away. So it is it does sort of save somebody money in a way. Um, and I think it's a really kind thing you can do for your family, um, just making sure that's in place and that everyone's taken care of. So. Uh, Definitely something to get out of the way, something you don't usually want to think about, but it's a good thing to get out of the way at the moment. And
0: yes, you can do, you can, in the meantime, you can start preparing all your stuff. So create a list of all the things that you own, all the debts that you have, and all of the logins to your websites that they may Mm. need. Um, Regrettably, we actually had one Rask Invest member pass away over the last year, and the executor was looking up what investments they had, and they were emailing me saying, hey, I'm trying to get access to their portfolio. Do you know any, you know, this way or that? And I said, listen, I don't because we just don't do that. But, um, you know, that was just, it reminded me of the importance of making sure people know where your money is and what your subscription service is and, and all that sort of stuff. So mm. keep that in mind.
1: Cool. What's the next one, Kate? We've got number three. All right. The next one, which does save you money if you, um, if you get it all sorted out is getting all of that investment paperwork sorted out. So if you've ever bought a share or an exchange-traded fund, you've probably received uh, a fair bit of mail in the post that you've wondered uh, what to do with, or you've just chucked it in the paper pile or something like that. <laughs> I'm not the greatest with it, but uh, a lot of this comes down to getting your um, investment set up correctly on the share registries, whether that's link market services or computer shares. They look after all the admin side for your investments on behalf of the company. So if you buy shares in uh let's like say Telstra, Telstra doesn't look after all this itself. A share registry does. So through the share registry, you can um, you can set up an account and you can link all the shares that use that registry together uh, and make sure you go and update your contact details. So you stop receiving all of this paper communication and chop down a whole forest uh, to fuel it. Uh, Make sure you put your bank details in because if there's any dividend payments, uh, you want to make sure you receive them and they don't just sort of disappear into the ether. Uh, Make sure your tax file number's down. Now, this is one that will uh, save you a bit of time and heartache. Uh, If you don't have your tax file number down and there is a dividend or a distribution, the, the registry will probably withhold tax. Uh, and then you have to go through the hassle of claiming that back at tax time and remembering that that tax was withheld, which is always um, if you own a few shares and there's been tax withhold held in a few different places, it can be a bit um, fiddly to find all those records. So this will save you a bit of time and energy down the track.
0: Yep. Perfect. Um, I just think I, I've still got to do this with some of my, my holdings. I just think it's just a bit of annoying thing, but you got to do it. Uh, Link link market services we put in the show notes. So did um, computer share that's in there too. So take a look at those two. Those are the two big ones, but you may use something like Atomic um, or Boardroom or Mainstream. Any of those names might sound like gobbledygook but they're probably on the piece of paper that you received.
1: So you can log in and update your details as you go. You want to make sure you get those dividends and distributions that are due to you. And they don't just, um, if the registry only holds on to them for so long, if they don't have any of your bank details in place, and then they send it off to the the government to hold on to. So, and you can also uh, elect to participate in the dividend reinvestment plan for your share or ETF if they offer it as well, which, Uh, could be something that you want to be part of your investment plan over the long time, long term.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can. And I think it's just a simple thing that everyone's got to do, unfortunately. Okay. So in the next one, number four is all about your superannuation, that thing, which you know, you need to update chances are you've done it, but I'm just going to kind of drive this one home and I'm going to reference a study um, and some research that was done by the government's productivity commission a few years ago. And they found that For a 21-year-old on a $50,000 full-time starting salary, the difference between picking a super fund that ends up in the top quartile, so the top 25%, and one that ends up in the bottom quartile, if that person retires, he or she retires at 67, which is the current age, the person that picks the good super fund will have $1.2 million. The person that picks the bad super fund will have $560,000. Still a lot of money. However... That's $660,000 less. So Mm. the easiest thing you can do anytime you want to make a good decision with your money is go and pick a good super fund. Yes, this is a could. Catherine reminded me before that this is a could, not a guaranteed outcome. It's hard to know exactly which fund is going to be the best, but we know some of the things that matter are good fees, a very good long-term track record, like five to 10 years, probably, and I'm going to be quite controversial here, a focus on ESG is probably important too going forward. And we know that index funds and index investing can be a pretty reasonable way to get good returns. It's not guaranteed that you'll do better than an active strategy, but an index strategy. So Australian Super has the index diversified. um, Host Plus has one, Rest has one. Everyone has an index strategy that you could follow too. So keep an eye on that. Also, we always talk about combine, contribute and invest. We had Miss Moneybox. Um, a future doctor, PhD extraordinaire. Um, She came on the show not long ago in our episode 119, how to lose that super gap in one, two, three easy steps. It's been a super popular episode. Easy to see why we're already halfway to making sure that we're $1 million richer at 67, Kate. So I think this is cool. Go on, go into the show notes, listen to that episode, jump into your super fun, watch the episodes that Kate and I did a few months ago, but bigger than that, enrol in our free super course, totally free on RASC Education. Just enrol in it and it'll take you through everything you need to know.
1: Yeah. And I just want to add that this is a perfect opportunity why you have time to have long chats over FaceTime or off the phone with friends and family that you can have a really positive Im- impact on their financial future as well. So if you've, uh, if you've done all the steps checking your super, you've made sure you're in a fund with low fees, um, you've checked your insurance, you've maybe used the ATO My Super Comparison tool that's been newly released. If you you've feel like you've got at least some grip and understanding of it, that's enough information to actually start having those conversations with your friends and family. And a lot of them might never have actually discussed superannuation with anybody in their life before. So I think if you've got time over the next few weeks and you have the chance to have a few long chats with friends and family Maybe even talk them through it. If they might need help logging onto their super account, you could do a screen share just saying, oh, here's how to log on, um, showing them how to find what fund they're invested in, showing them, hey, here's your fees. Uh, Maybe even like talk them through the PDS if you feel a little bit more comfortable with that now. So I think it's a really, um, it's a great time to have positive impacts on your friends and family and your community, especially in relation to superannuation, which is so important.
0: Yep. Very rational, very smart, very everything. I love it. Um, but seriously, like there are some, ha- there are a handful of good funds that you can use to shortlist. If you don't want to use the MyGov thing, which is so easy anyway, um, just go and look at Australian Super's index fund strategy, Rest Super, uh, look at Australian Ethical Future Super. All of these companies or organisations are a good way to just kind of shortlist it and just see how they perform via MyGov. go and check it out. Check your your insurance before you do anything and make sure you read that insurance guide because if you've got pre-existing conditions, you probably won't get a lot of the cover that you want. So just keep an eye on that. Okay, Kate, number five. We're almost halfway there and we're on our way to saving a lot of scratch. Okay,
1: like this one I think could save anybody anything from $8 to probably hundreds of thousands of dollars over their lifetime. It's a pretty wide spectrum here, but I just... Getting a better rate on absolutely anything. Go through your last few months of transaction summaries from your bank or your fancy uh, budgeting tracking app. A few we've mentioned before include like Frollo, Pocketsmith, Pocketbook. Just go through and look at anything that's recurring or that you spend money on on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, And just go through and find out are there better options you can get that suit your circumstances but are a better deal or include more. Um, can you pay for something 12 months up front and get a 20% discount? Can you call up your bank and negotiate your home loan, um, which a lot of people have done successfully over the last few years? Um, and I think even the Barefoot Investor provides a few scripts in his book of how to actually mm. have that conversation.
0: If anyone has um, a script handy or a um, even just wants to help us out here, can you jump into the RASC Facebook group and share that with the community. Tell us what you said and um, who you approached because that would be super handy. I'm going to just bring some numbers to this via a loan repayments calculator we've got on our website. The average home loan, which I was shocked according to Rate City, I, so maybe I should follow this up, but $728,500, that is an incredible amount of money. Mm. So that's, 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 that's a lot of debt. Yeah. Yeah. That's a That's a big number. Um, But I think it would be skewed by a lot of people with big loans. And if you're in regional areas, turns out uh, people in Cairns, I believe, can at the moment buy a house for cheaper than they can rent, which is great. So good on you, Cairns. Got great, great weather and you've got (laughs) a great housing situation unlike us down south. So um, let's just say the amount borrowed is $728,500. So that's a weird number. Let's just think there's a seven. Uh, over 30 years, your payment frequency is monthly um, and you charge $399 a year in fees. You know, you get one of those premium packages or advantage packages. Um, there's two scenarios here, Kate. One is an interest rate of 2.99%. Mm-hmm. And the other one is an interest rate of 2.19%, which is about what we're on um, here at RASC HQ, Home HQ. Um, so if you have the higher interest rate of 2.99%, you're going to pay over a million dollars back over the loan life of your loan. You're going to pay the $728,500, which you owe, plus $378,755. That's in the interest and fees. However, if we have the alternative solution, obviously you pay back the principal, but you pay $277,942. So what's the difference? Well, just eyeballing it here, it's about $110,000 less over the life of the loan, $110,000. Every month, it's a difference of around about $350 to $400. So there's a a huge saving now and a huge saving into the future. You could invest that money. You could go on a holiday. You could do whatever you want, but you may as well keep it in your pocket. So writing that script, giving them a call, even if you don't get down to 2.19%, you can still give it a good nudge. Anything over 3% right now would be oh, unspeakable. Yeah. unspeakable. And I
1: think it's it's those big things like um, the home loans and electricity bills and uh, all those other things that you're rent. paying on rent on a regular basis. If you can get that down just a little bit, it's going to have such a big impact over the long term. So make it a challenge. Try and see just how much money you can save uh, by going through and seeing what you can cut out or reduce in each category, because I'm sure you can find something where you can save a little bit of money. And you know
0: what? Just so you know, you're not alone in this. Jump into the Facebook group again to see what everyone else does. But also you can call a mortgage broker. Mortgage brokers love refinancing because you've already got a loan. And if they can get you on, even with the same bank, or maybe, maybe say a different bank, they can earn a commission. So They can get on your side and help you find a better deal. So just an easy kind of like help out there. Um, All right, Kate, what's next? This is a fascinating one.
1: Yeah, the next one is more about learning some of those holistic lifelong skills that are going to save you money, uh, but they might take a little bit of time and energy and YouTubing to learn. And for me at the moment, it's learning uh, to cook a little bit more than just uh, the classic scrambled eggs and uh, toast. Uh, So actually going through a basic cookbook and trying to learn all those skills so you can actually cook something that you enjoy and you don't um keep resorting to uber eats or something that's going to cost you a lot over the long term i'm all for uber eats if it's intentional but not from like a last minute oh i just don't know what to do or i haven't prepared or planned ahead so um then you can really enjoy the time so you eat out and you spend money there and you can save a lot more money by Cooking things that actually taste good, which is Mm. for me, it's a lifelong skill. So I'm investing quite a lot of time into trying to figure this out. Um, But for some people, it might be um, like a craft related thing. It could be sewing. And um, I think one one of our colleagues, Monique, she uh, is knitting a cardigan. So all sorts of interesting, maybe like for Owen, it's a lot of DIY outdoor projects, um, saving money there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's easy for, for me to save money outside because i have about i would say a small tips worth of old timber that's just sitting around in the backyard and i don't know if you've been on instagram lately and, you, and you've looked at like those those hardwood tables you can get they're mm-hmm. like they're like three thousand dollars and i'm thinking i'm looking at this thinking what on earth is has this world come to they're beautiful but um so i'm thinking of just repurposing some of the old timber uh, in the backyard. Yeah, that's my little money hack. It's not for everyone, but um, I'll, I'll upload a photo to see how bad it goes. We'll probably end up buying it, uh, buying another one anyway. But um, yeah, there's heaps of ways you can save money. I think last year Kate did this brilliant three-part series on healthy eating, and unfortunately we had a few issues with the audio um, after the fact. But one of the things that was said in that that's that episode uh, one episode in particular, which was brilliant, was that. You know, people always say that it's hard, it's more expensive to eat healthy. And one of the comments from the dietitians was, "Well, you can get a can of lentils, and I love lentils, by the way. So maybe I'm biased, but for like sixty cents, uh, it's you're counting it with cents. So whereas mm-hmm. you know, like chicken or lamb or beef, it can cost you ten bucks just to feed one person easily. So um lentils great protein great everything else i'm sure there's some dietitians in the in the crowd who'll correct me on some things but yeah that's a great one if you have any strategies if you have a recipe that you want to share would love it uh, especially if it's vego bonus points jump into the group and let us know kate that's a great one um this is one that's actually right down our alley which is number seven enroll in one of our free investing courses and start investing now we say enroll in one of the courses because we know it's pretty daunting to do it. Um, I'm going to throw some numbers at you. P- podcasts and numbers don't mix. Just like so many ingredients um, that I can think of don't mix. Uh, they don't mix, but I'm going to try and keep it simple. So you've got 500 bucks. You want to invest it. I've assumed that you're going to have achieve a 7% return, which is pretty interesting. Some financial planners would probably say that's a little bit high. Some might say it's a little bit low but you're going to invest 500 bucks a month, right? So those are the basic numbers. you got 500 today, which is about the minimum, which is the minimum, but you need a little bit more for brokerage. And you're going to invest 500 bucks a month. Over 30 years at 7% per annum, you will have around about $581,000. Now, I haven't assumed things like tax or whatever, and this is average returns. So there are Mm -hmm. things here that, you know, that we've assumed so keep that in mind but my point remains that if you can invest 500 bucks a month and you can do it consistently you don't need to be a superstar you don't need to be warren buffet or warren buffett however you want to uh, <laughs> spell it you don't um, need to
1: troll the internet for the next uh next hot stock or find the mate's barbecue tip you don't
0: need to do any of those things to start investing you can just you know an etf is fine start boring and keep it boring if you want to. Just because we own stocks, Kate and I, doesn't mean you have to. You can go and do just ETFs or put more into your super fund if you want to lock it away for a few Mm. years. So the point with this one is jump onto any of the compound interest calculators. We've got an ugly one, which we need to update, but the Money Smart one is great. Um, Just jump on. And if you want an extra helping hand, uh, take our free ETF or shares courses Totally free. They'll teach you the ropes and make you feel a bit more confident in what you're doing.
1: Yeah, it's the perfect time to build that skill set um, because yeah, life usually gets in the way of all those important things, or we just put it off until um, maybe we're a real adult. But I think it's it's just important to start as early as possible, whatever that looks like for you. It's never too late. So. Um, take this opportunity, learn as much as you can, and just give it a go. Most of the lessons you don't learn till you get started opening a brokerage account. You don't learn how you react. So I think it's a really fun journey to commence. And uh, Owen and I really enjoy learning about companies and how the world works through the lens of investing. But um, yeah, just invest a bit of time and energy during the lockdown and you'll be up and running. And so many people in the last 12 months have used our ETF and shares courses and podcast episodes to give investing a shot. Uh, It has been a nice 12 months in the market, so most people have had quite a a smooth
0: experience. Investing gods have been good to us. They have indeed.
1: It it has been a good time to learn, Um, but I I think it's a really important lifelong skill and something you can pass on to your family and wider community uh, and really change the direction of your own financial future. So uh, that's probably one that's going to have That's probably our tip that's going to have one of the biggest impacts over your financial future and in terms of making you money over the long-term and building your wealth. Yep. And if you stuff up with 500
0: bucks, you stuff up with 500 bucks, do it with 500 and not 50,000 when you think, oh, everything's safe. There's this thing that people have, which is completely wrong, which is that I'll wait until the market crashes. The people that say that thing are the same people who never invest when the market does crash because that's when it's actually scarier. It's not scary now. It's scary when it crashes. And so don't be one of those people, just start and just contribute regularly. Kate, but let's say, oh my God, I've just finished the tax year. I don't have $500 to invest. What's one way that we might find a bit of
1: cash that we can start investing with? This is tip number eight. So if if the uh, everything works out in your favour this year, you may have a tax return Ooh. to you. Uh, so if you get your paperwork together, you find all those receipts from those lovely donations you made, you found your working from home expenses, um, you've gone through the ATR website and found any deductions that are relevant to your industry and profession that you might be able to claim, and you've either used an accountant or gone and done it yourself because your situation's pretty straightforward, you may be able to put your tax return and might find out that you're actually going to get something back that you can choose to invest or do something else uh, productive with. So we did a lot of tax episodes um, a few weeks ago, months Mm -hmm. ago. I can't remember
0: the years of lockdown blur. blur. (laughs) What day is it? (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: I don't know. Um, Yeah. So those episodes might help you um, and then I think in our money and budgeting course, we have a little like teaser on tax basics as well.
0: Yep, we do. And the ABC just reports that the average Australian tax refund is 2,800 buckaroos. So you might not get that much. You may get more, whatever it is. You can put it towards your emergency fund if that's where you need to start. Yeah. Or you can start investing.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Two birds, one stone. Make sure you write down what you did with it because it's fun to look back. Uh, a few years later and go, hey, this is the ways I improve my financial future using that money, um, because it is your money. Um, people often, I think it was Mel Brown who introduced us to this idea, but we give the dollars different values depending on where they came from. So mm-hmm. the the money we get from our employer, we treat quite differently to the money we might get. Um, we might have in our super fund or get back in our tax return, but just remember it's it's your money and that you want to do something with it. So don't just let it disappear into the black hole of general revenue.
0: Yep. That's it. It's uh mental accounting is the be- behavioral oh, bias. Yep. So we're going to put got two, well, we've got one more and then we're going to be just a little bonus in the end there. That's a uh, more of my thing, but um, real quick, Kate, some people we heard when we spoke to the RAS team before we heard can get free TAFE courses at the moment, particularly young people or people on a different level of income can get free TAFE courses. And these might be things that you're already thinking of doing. So one of our colleagues, Sophie Weimer, her partner's a plumber, Mr. Scott. And she was saying that Scott managed to get some of his plumbing tickets for free. So he enrolls on the course, does the ticket, gets it for free. He was going to pay for it anyway, but he got it for free. And you were saying there's something else interesting.
1: Yeah. I believe the government's uh, carried on from the uh, job seeker, job keeper to job maker. Um, And I think it's quite different for each state. But if you have a look at each um, of your state government's websites, it's relevant. I think there's different schemes available for uh, uh, free TAFE diploma courses in um, sort of all those important skills that um, we might need. I think that was like bread making to um, (laughs) basic bookkeeping to um, all those important trades. So um, yeah, definitely check that out. And I think that would be a beneficial thing to do. And, of course, we've mentioned so many times all these free um, online education courses from Coursera, Future Learn edX. So if you want to learn anything, take a course and go, hey, by the time I get out of lockdown, I'll have finished this course and I've learned this new skill. And that's one way that I think I find that uh, gives me a bit of purpose in each day is learning something new and working towards a goal. Yep. All right. Yep, absolutely. Uh, So there's one more final one here. I'm just going to throw
0: in. I've ranted and hooted and hollered about this before, (laughs) but the three big costs in life are private school, or if you send your child to private school, or even just schooling in general, cars, because they suck the life out of you (laughs) and uh, with depreciation, and houses, which we've talked about, are three massive costs that everyone can do better at, regardless of who you are. I can definitely do better with my house at the moment. It is costing a bucket load um so we've got a free property course which comes from two gurus uh who we've had on the show before chris bates and amy lunati two of australia's best in terms of mortgage broking and uh property buyers advocates um and then you know we've talked about private school fees in the past and how they are kind of spiraling at the moment for a lot of families um and tony hansen who is a Pretty prolific fund manager talked to us in the past, very long time ago, and wrote an article for our RAS Media website explaining how he reckons he saved his family $300,000 over 10 years by eliminating depreciation. If that sounds scary, it's really not. Tony breaks it down. So you'll find a link in the show notes. And of course, we have our free money course. Kate, there's one more thing I wanted to throw in the mix. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be quite controversial, maybe. Maybe I haven't really fully thought it through, but here's a bit of fun. Yeah. Okay, just a classic, you know, just throwing one out. Yeah, Owen uh, loves throwing random curveballs at us uh, all yeah. throughout the week. So, if if you jump onto our, if you've listened to this podcast and there's ten things to do on this list, if you do each of these ten things, and you can provide us with proof, whatever that might be, into our Facebook group while keeping all your details anonymous. Don't post your tax file number and your credit card information and your your bank account stuff, don't post any of that stuff in it. But if you can do all of these 10 things, or you've already done them, like enroll in a course or get your bills sorted or update your computer share account, whatever, if you can just say that you've done this, um, you'll go, I'm going to give away a top of the range Apple Watch. So if you do this in the next month, just go into our Facebook group, say what you've done, give everyone the tips of like, I did this. I come up with this recipe that saved me money. I've called my bank, who is this bank, or my utility provider. There are 10 things. You don't have to, you know, write an essay, but just let us know you've done them and we'll put you on the list to win an Apple Watch. So that's a free incentive for you to go out and do it in lockdown. It's a bit of fun. You know, we're just doing this as a way to kind of get you motivated and try and take some of the heat off uh, what's a very stressful time. I think I I think I read something the day, Kate, that there's been something like a six-fold increase in the number of referrals to psychologists and counselors here in Victoria. And it's a very, very serious thing. So if you're struggling, schedule in a Zoom call with your friends or your family, give someone a call. Try and stay away from things that bring you, you know, bring you down. And just try and find things that bring you happiness and positivity. Hmm. That might I be- I think it.
1: that's all we all we can do right now. Like yep. it's it, some days are very tough and Um, especially I feel for everyone that's doing lockdown alone. Um, But it's just important to break up each day and um, try and do a few different things. And I think um, for Owen's various scheme that he's just uh, thrown on me right now, I'll put a post um, when this episode goes live in the Facebook group. I'll put in an announcement or pin it to the top of the Facebook community um, so you can post in the comments what you've done for each step. And maybe if you do something else that's money saving and you don't do one of our steps, share that as well and we'll put you in the running for the Apple Watch.
0: Yep, it's super easy. It's just a bit of fun. Um, for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, you can see that I have a my Apple Watch and I think it's been a godsend during, <laughs> during lockdown. I've used it to remind me to pract- practice mindfulness. I do my deep breathing for a minute a day. Um, just things I would never do. So it's a pretty cool tool. Uh, especially in lockdown. And hey, yeah, Kate, this has been a bit of fun, but it's a serious thing, lockdown. So stay safe, everyone. And remember to use all the resources around you. And um, we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for joining me, Kate. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians.
0: to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.